myself is just trying to find who I am inner work is the key so we're all born with a an emptiness you fill it up with stuff and your mastery is to find what part of it you truly are so in all the chaos is your gem so it's like, but you could be one grain of sand and on a beach full of sand. 
So the external world will always keep you from your truth. So, but when you use your external world to guide you to that grain of sand, then you've completed your task. And that's about as simple as I can put it. That's great, that's great. For the listeners at home who have never met you before, um, how did you get into crystals? And what is your favorite thing about being in the crystal world? All right, what got me into crystals? Well, it was pretty, like I was asleep years ago. I'm gonna say mostly asleep. Liked rocks and crystals. I came to Australia, I fell in love with an Aussie, and this became my world, it's a little bit at a time. You used to do markets, and then it just grew. And now it's like a candy shop full of children, because everything's got consciousness. So when I talk to all my children, they don't have lips or a mouth or a vocal cord, but they speak to me a wisdom, I guess that I'm searching for. They're not going to give me the answers, but they'll send me on a path to find them. Because everything's based on vibration. Certain stones have certain vibrations, and through those vibrations they communicate or serve what you're trying to do. So instead of like having to figure out what every vibration is for every energy under the sun, some people have already done that work for you by telling this stone has this vibration. And if you align to it and you enter a contract with it where it becomes part of your energy field, well, then you didn't have to learn that energy. You are just using it and it's sharing its vibration with you. And then you, in an honor spectrum or something that you're working with, find your truth with it. I feel like even just being in the space that you've created as well, that is your shop, I think it's its kind of like a junction point for a lot of people to come and talk to you and get a lot of advice. I know I've personally been here quite a few times over the last year or so. Um, I guess why, what about it is so rewarding? Well, that's the best part of the job is talking to people that are vibrating high. Because every one of us that does that inner work when you find your truth, you might be a healer. You might be able to, to create things, generate things, heal things, are healing a lot. Most people are onto healing things. But there are people out there that are creators of all kinds, people that are like putting energies together and creating new things. Um, so we do, it's like almost like we're all alchemists. But we're no longer using 3D stuff. We're using energy that you can't see to create things that work. So your true mastery is being a wizard. Creation. Yeah. Part, a lot of the, part of the journey is what emotions are. So basically they're energies in motion. Sure. All right, so at first you're like plagued by them, messed up by them, broken by them. But when you find out what those emotions are all about, you can call on them and use them, a variation of them, and create a new variation or a new harmonic which will be unique to you to do something, I'll use the word miracle. Power is in the beholder of the one that makes something up out of everything. Yeah. 
and does something with it. Mm. Well, I think it's something that we all have as human beings, right? The ability to be able to pull something from the recesses of our heart or mind or soul and then manifest it or express it in a human realm, in yeah. a physical reality. I agree with that. That's incredibly cool because it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be necessarily good by anyone's standards except your own. Well, it's all about unique. Yeah. So you're not in a, comp a competition here to find out what's better than everybody else. It's you find your uniqueness. That's finding the true self of who you are because none of us are created equally on this planet. Yeah. Right? We're all living different narratives, all different, I'm going to call them timelines. All of them are individual, yet all connected. Right? So what, there's about 8 billion people on the planet? Well, it's going to take all of us to be a whole. Yeah. So every one of us has a part to it. How we all join up, it's not your job, but pull out the gem in you. It'll vibrate to a nature where you meet other people that are just like-minded. And that creates an evolution of consciousness because we're like vibrating high usually. And from that, start seeking, start creating, start manifesting whatever you feel like is your job or what you want to do. It's supposed to come from, not that I have to do it, I can't do enough of it because I love doing it. That's the true gem, right? It's not about the money, although money is part of it because we can't live without money yet. Hopefully someday that'll change, right? But that's gonna come with a new consciousness yeah. where money is not what gives people power. Your uniqueness will and it won't be expressed by the money you can make from your uniqueness it's it's almost like you'll just be wrong people that equally give you the same energies you put out so you might be in little communities you might be in a building where people come in there and they just know that you're the one that's supposed to walk them through some problems they're having or energy problems or whatever and it won't come from you just be drawn. It's like your inner your inner word will dictate to you where you got to go or who you got to see, or what journey you got to partake in, to find what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Intuition is the key. Inner work is the key. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at the moment we're kind of sitting in a situation where there are so many distractions around that are vying for so many aspects of our attention. So for those people, those of us who sometimes struggle with the distractions, I guess, what is the best way to like, to encapsulate the idea of inner work, why it's important, and how it can help you? Well, inner work is, hmm, it's interesting, inner work. I'm sure that's confusing for a lot of people. Inner work <clears throat> is, if you can really rewind the tape of the life you've lived, honor everything you've done, negative or positive, and then reload it to the point where could you have done it better? Now it doesn't mean like, oh shame on me, I did it wrong, but it's like if we can travel time and assume the role that you're already back in that timeline and change what you did back then, usually that's kind of where you forgive the old self for doing something maybe a little bit messy and implanting there your truth which is I could have done it this way mm. right and that can only be done with absolving yourself of thinking you did everything wrong yeah. 
forgiveness. So forgive everybody else for playing their roles, because after all, this is kind of like the school of Earth where everybody's playing roles. And how do we learn lessons if not in the game? So for some people, it's like, you just can't be that way. That's just crazy. But really, I mean, what makes you think you're really here and this is not a dream? Oh, you can pinch yourself. I can poke myself saying I'm really here. But can you do that in a dream? Yes. When I'm in a dream, I don't know the difference. So what's to say that this isn't just another dream? I feel like I hear you talk a lot about forgiveness and as I think I've practiced it a little bit in my time, but I think a lot of people hear a lot about forgiveness and aren't sure how to exactly push that through themselves in a way that makes meaningful change occur through their life. So how, how well, can people move through that? Well, I find forgiveness, I can't say it was easy to start with because you're hurt. And when you're hurt, you feel like, well, how can you forgive somebody for being hurt? But how did you learn your lesson? How did you get hurt? And if it's an old scene that keeps repeating, how do you get out of the old scene that keeps repeating? Because the universe will keep creating the same scenario over and over again until you learn your lesson. So how do you absolve yourself from the lesson? Unless you do something different. So it's like you now, I guess in forgiveness, are assuming the roles that everybody that was in the matrix that messed you up and played all their parts and you're gonna like some people go like that's gross I don't want to ever be that egotistical person that narcissist all this stuff but by just identifying them and now going like partaking in that well how did they become that now this is the key how does somebody become a narcissist they too have gone through a rough life and that's the way their ego or whatever you want to call it has kept them moving forward, denying the truth. So if we all keep denying our truths, we don't ever forgive, well that's the 3D world reincarnated a billion times over until somebody stops looking for vengeance, being reactive, I'm right and you're wrong. Well that's a never ending story of 3D world. To get yourself out of that you gotta like vibrate, connect to a higher universe or vibration or consciousness to be the observer and look at everybody playing their parts and go like wow that's quite a movie how do I like clean this scene up and move to the next one huh. I think I'll just assume all the roles in this scene take on all their emotions some of them are gonna make you sick some of them are gonna make you feel happy sad broken all are going to induce emotions out of you. And if you can play all those emotions from every part of the screen and go like, wow, that was fun. And now with forgiveness for yourself and everybody else that played the roles, release them all from these contracts, thinking something you've seen. It's kind of how it works for me. So, but you just can't do that by like, oh, I forgive everybody and let's walk through it. You've got to be open and take all those emotions in you because that's what's needed to learn your lesson and then absolve them after you finish with them. And forgiveness is a key that it will let that all leave you. Well, I think fundamentally these ideas as well present an argument for the importance of putting yourself in the driver's seat of your own experience. And I think sometimes that scares 
me, I think for sure, and a lot of people. But I know you mentioned er ego earlier, and I think it's something that's quite prominently spoken about in a lot of spiritual circles as well, about the the attitudes that sometimes we hold towards our ego like it's bad. Um, and I think from the understandings that I've been able to receive through our conversations, that's something that I've been able to shift within myself. But how can we do that on a collective level as well? Well, ego, ego is just you as a human being. And all the lessons that you've learned is what your ego is. So for people that have heavy egos, probably usually have had pretty heavy lives. Protection. Probably been broken so many times as a child. Ego grows to protect themselves and it reacts to somebody who puts a finger on those broken parts. So you react to protect that part. Could be angry, frustration, whatever it is, hate. To deflect and move somebody away. So that's your ego. But if you do inner work, it softens your ego because there's less to protect. Until the point where you've got nothing to protect and then you don't react to anything. Nothing negative anyways. But you will react to positivity because once everything that becomes positive and then positive people come around you, then you get lit up like a Christmas tree. Because all that positive energy does something to your body, to your mind, to your DNA, to your soul, if you believe in you have one. So injuries usually are playing around with negativities. When you're all healed, there's a different kind of energy comes into you. I'm going to relate it to this with one word, it's just positive energy, right? Growth, positivity. So from the ground, you grow. but if you don't have these injuries early in life, you don't even pronounce any roots early in life. So some people have beautiful childhoods and then enter into a chaotic mind when they leave the family. So you have some people are like, wow, you had lucky parents. Your parents were amazing. Never disciplined you, whatever. But those same people have other problems in their 19s and 20s and 25s and all that because they've never been with people that would break them. So somewhere along the way, you can't ever be free of it, right? So I guess some people might be able to do it, but they'd have to live pretty sheltered lives through their whole lives and have a, a community of people around that won't let any negative come at them. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a cool life, but don't think I'd want that because there's no polarity to it. I would see that life as being respectable but it's a safe life. And for me, yes, I've had some crazy ups and downs, but that's what gives my life a cool aspect, a roller coaster. Near death experiences, blissful experiences, fell in love with the wrong types and the right type. Lucky that I got to see all of them and I know the difference at all. It's like cool life because of it. I try not to judge anybody. I use an honor shield. So I honor everybody and that's with unconditional love. Everybody's got their path. Everybody is broken. And everybody can only do, be a master of one person and that's themselves. 
I can invite you, share with you things I've healed in my lifetime, but that would be sharing, mm. not telling you what to do. Mm. It would be dishonorable if I told you what to do. It violates the terms of free will. So, I will only share with people what works for me, and I do my best with energy, not with words, to put that onto the platform. So I've got some abilities that my words, I do my best to honor the real intelligence, which is behind it, is energy. So underneath all this, I have an energy that flows through me that you can't see with your eyes, but other empaths can feel it. And it's all just love and compassion. Yeah, well, I, I personally believe that it's that energies is something that is tied together by love and the feeling of love. But I think sometimes that is difficult to translate to people that maybe don't subscribe to ideas of divinity um, or a higher consciousness or a higher power. So I guess for those people, how would you package the idea? Well, love. L-O-V-E is just a word made up of five letters. Is it five? L-O-V-E, four. All right, so there you go. So it's just a word until you understand the energy that it is labeling, right? So there are people that I call them busy-minded. So their whole world is based on literary terms, words and so on, but that's somebody that's really Mm, I can't say living outside your heart, but it's definitely different from your heart space. It's all words. So that causes, if your whole universe is all words, it can be chaotic. Because this brain, if you're thinking and all you have is billions of words going through it, you can get lost in narratives and identity crises. So if you're empathic on top of it, that means feel the emotions of others and you're too wordy you don't know if you're, if that's your truth or somebody else's truth that's in your mind, right? That's where you got to go more into the heart center to change those energy fields. Your heart, I'm going to call it the hidden master with no words. The perfect mother that never tells you, you did anything wrong always with open arms to bring you back only to tell you that it loves you and don't worry about any mistakes you've made because you're all out of love anyways mm. right so if you've got a combined field of mind and heart together I call that like a unity consciousness mm. you'll find that your mind is less loaded with words and then that mind's more easily equipped to deal with the reality that you're in. And from it, paths open up. And it's up to you what path you'll take. There are no wrong paths. Right? If you go into your intuition, ask the right questions so you can only be answered with a yes or no. Honor the yes, no. Come to a why. Left or right. I want the easiest path or the less restrictive path or the one that's going to be less body, most fun. the most fun, that kind of stuff. Mm. So is that path on the left 
So do I go left? Is I gonna get that? Yes or no? No. Oh shit. Right one? Yes. Cool. Now, if I question why or I don't believe that narrative that came through my mind, then you're off to the gates to learn a lesson why left was not the right answer for you. And only you learn that lesson. We've all got intuition. And usually your intuition is not wrong, but if you ask the right questions, usually it's not wrong. If you're in monkey brain, well, you'll just walk away from your truth. That's why I say I do all the work when I'm channeling. I ask all the questions and all I'm asking from that other realm or my realm or my higher self or whatever if it's for a simple yes or no and I just know when I'm getting the truth but I'm doing all the work now if I ask for a story from the divine well if you don't read it right or you get one wrong word because you know change one word in a paragraph it's no longer with the original meaning. You've put it into something else because you used the wrong word for it. Well, I might send you on a goose chase. So the longer the narrative that you're waiting for, the more lost you may become. For those who are lost, where should they start? Back inside themselves. Start from scratch. Bring up all your more powerful energies, ask for the truth, and no monkey more brain. I want the meat and potatoes of life. Yeah, you got it? So I want it explained to me in as few words as possible. And yes and no are pretty simple words. Yeah. So for me, if you consider yourself a hard drive, mm. the old binary way where everything was all one, zero, zero, one, my binary way is yes, no, no, yes. So I just ask questions. At first they're slow, one question at a time. But once you get the gist of it, you can be asking in minutes thousands of questions. Mm -hmm. And you operate going left or right due to the yes or no's that you get. Channeling will improve vastly, but who's doing all the work then? You are, by asking all the right questions. Mm -hmm. You don't get an answer, reword the question. Change the question so it's more pointed. So they can only be a yes or no. If you don't get one, you worded it wrong or use a negative word. Because if you're using a negative word, you're not going for the truth. Words make a difference, right? All words are not what you think they are. All words have power. Some of them will deny your truth by using the wrong word. You'll know the difference when you start using different words. I feel like a lot of these truths as well live on a body level as well. And I think that in the past we've kind of lived in a space where we, like I definitely don't pay enough attention to my body on a good day. Um, but I find that when we start the path of self-inquiry, of delving deeper into the issues that are afflicting us at the time, there's almost this resistance to go through the body in order to get to that place as well. But I think effectively, like from what I've experienced is a lot of it does actually live in like muscle pain or like back pain, hip pain. Um, why is it so scary to go into those places? Wow, that's a little bit of a confusing question for me. 
the body. You're living a conscious experience. I'm sure you've heard this by lots of people. You're living a conscious experience through a body. Your body is your antenna. Without it, you can't feel anything. So emotions, if you don't have a body, how would you express them? How would you cry if you don't have a body? How would you know if you're hurt without a body? How would you know anything if you didn't feel it? So if you can believe there are realms where we have bodies and we don't have bodies, then those realms that don't have a body, well, say like a body like ours, this dense, they don't feel things like we do, right? I mean, taking on a body, consciousness would want a body to feel things. Otherwise, all consciousness does is observe. Well, for some people, observing is cool. It's like watching a never-ending television show. All right, which is cool. I mean, I like watching television. Oh my God, I love watching television. Because in those shows, I get to play all the roles of all the TV players without leaving the couch. Right? But they're all like dissatisfying. When the movie's over, it's like, cool. Yes, I like that character. I'm glad I'm not that character. Ooh, that person died. Don't want to play that character. Hmm. But if you were watching billions of movies and you got bored of certain characters, you'd be like, well, I wonder what it would be like to be that character that died. All right? And you get into it and you feel like, oh, that feels terrible. Mm, that makes me hurt. Ugh, all this stuff. But it's like, oh, well, I'm glad it's not my life because I just had a taste of it and ooh, I don't want to go there. Because it's like, my ego is, are you this song? Yes, yeah, right. we're running. My ego is a child within me. Not to be broken, not to be shed, not to be betrayed or told it's wrong or it's the worst part of me and all this other weird shit. Shed your ego. My ego is like, no effing way, mm. right? I'm human because of my ego. Shedding it, do I leave this body? No, I don't think I am. I think the whole thing of this shift is we're still in this body. So I'm not shedding my ego. I love my ego. And my inner work designs the framework of the energy that it participates in. Mm. You get, if you can get that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so it can only use the energy that I generate with love and compassion so it's not able to break anything with too much love or compassion, mm -hmm. right? Because it's being the wizard within me and I'm sharing it with my energy and the energy that I'm dealing with is love and compassion. Mm -hmm. So can I love somebody or betray anybody with love and compassion? I don't think I can. Mm -hmm. So my inner work guides it to my truth. It's truth, we're together our truth because mm. I've got intuition which is just the road map to what I could do or can't do or I won't do mm. so that's more well it's just a road map my ego has to take it believe in it or take a different direction mm. right if it doesn't trust that part of me it'll go the other way all the time mm. Inviting lessons after lessons because my ego likes lessons. Mm. Likes being the villain, likes being the broken piece, likes being mm, all kinds of parts. My ego likes to portray every part under the sun, right? 
So that's my inner children all wanting to play these games. So I don't deny the path of my ego, but I share with it my heart. Between my heart and my inner child, my ego, a dance is performed. Mm. Heart never tells my ego what to do. Not my mind, my heart. Mm. My mind, part of my ego, will invent stories it wants to go into or not, depending on the rules I create for it. If it doesn't like the rules, heavy life. Yeah. Always frustrated. Don't want my ego out of control. I'm, this other part of me is going in there, but it's just another version of ego, denying the other ego. Oh, yeah. How many egos do you have? Well, if you split yourself enough, you could have 10 or 20. You've heard people that have got multi-personalities. Well, that's splitting egos into different beings. Mm -hmm. Each one wanting to hold the reins. Usually all leading to inner children broken parts. So if you've been broken in more than one way, then you've got more than one ego possibility. So if you're only helping one part of you and denying the rest, well, those rest will all come up with their own wisdom, their own journey, their own paths, because all of them want to be healed. So if you take them all under your wings and love all of your good parts and broken parts together, not denying you have a broken part or a good part because you've had good moments in your life and ones that could be better. Mm. But if all these energies, all those are individual aspects of your ego, then the bad ones or the good ones should be all dealt with the same. Mm. Mm. So if you have twins, one that's a bit messy and one that's always just perfect, you see the battle that comes to that comes to when dealing with parents. I'm always the good one, so I always get the best attention. The other one gets always put into the corner or told it's wrong or spanked or denied treats. Well, there's no different from you and all the parts of you mm. treating it that way. Mm. Mm. So if you love yourself, you love all of yourself, not just your good parts. Mm. and deny the bad parts, yeah. Yeah. then that shatters your ego into how many parts do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people talk a lot about loving yourself and how important it is, but I think not very many people know what that feels like in practice. And uh, I don't know. I well, think to love yourself, it's easy to talk about. Mm. But if you've never learned what love is, love is just a word. Mm. That's why we do all these lessons. Yeah. To find out the emotion, the energy that love is. Well, you might get it right away, or you might be denied it through a whole lifetime. But the only person that would be denying it is you. If you break yourself apart into that many fractions, where you're never going to get it right for all of you. Mm. It's always a war within you. Who gets first help, second help? Who's getting denied now? What emotional state are you in? What adventure are you in now? Denying the ones that are all wanting help. I mean, yeah, that's a tug of war inside yourself every day. Mm. Mm. So you might want to start your day by getting out of bed with gratitude. Mm. 
because start the day off with like don't look at all the illusions that you're playing with but start diving into your high vibrational energies first thing out of bed gratitude got a roof over your head cool got some food in the fridge awesome nice warm bed to live in beautiful got some money in the bank better cool wow you're vibing high already and you haven't stopped off the bed and you've got a lot of energy in you right now to look at your life for the day come out of there with no energy out of the bed whole day is going to be pretty messed up mm. coming out of the bedroom with power then your day is going to be fun mm. and your vibration will dictate your truth for that day or that lifetime yeah. or that moment as long as you don't let somebody else break you with a pity party or a, mm, I'm having a hard life and you got to go over there and help them and it makes you feel sick because somehow you just feel terrible when you're around them but it's like I have to do this for some reason why do I always feel so sick on off I'm with my best friend I don't know can't wait to leave him I feel so much better when I'm out of his script but yet I keeps calling me to go hang out and ugh. so it's like well why are you going there and what's this about I mean if you're feeling drained something's happening that you might be aware of or might not be aware of but if you're not aware of it you leave somebody or a phone call and you just feel like you've been drained something happened during that phone call mm. something happened with that visit with that person inner work will lead you to you why that's happened why do I feel drained what was we talking about what was I doing was I judging him oh fuck I was <gasps> or was I just giving him pity ew or is he just a master manipulator, a vampire, telling me some bullshit story to make me feel sorry for him? And while I was doing that, he just drained all my energy. And when I left, he just opened the fridge for another beer, and I left empty-handed. Hmm. It's up to you what that meant. Mm -hmm. Sure, people have had variations of that in some way or other. Doesn't mean that everybody is a vampire. Some people don't even know they're vampires. Yeah, yeah. So it's up to you to feel energy, know what that energy is, and never leave an exchange, a friendship or whatever, where you're disempowered. Mm. So that usually means that that person has triggered something in you that you have not identified. A crack. It's a personal guidance system. A damaged part of yourself where they can see it or they're the same and they drain you from it. Mm. Most people, I don't know about anybody else, but most myself, as I do all this inner work, my energy is priceless. It doesn't leave me. As I do more work on myself, I'm self-empowered. Mm. And I rule my matrix. That means everything that belongs to me, my energy field, I'm the most powerful. Mm. I'm useless when I put my hand in somebody else's universe it'll get chopped off if I'm in the wrong place mm. or if I'm not invited because I've judged you you need help and I go in there with all my good intents but if they're not asking for help and I'm there trying to help them what does that mean not being asked for help but I've judged you you need someone I'm going in there to help you uh, you don't see it yet but I'm here to help you I'm not asking you for help yeah 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 but you need it I can see all your problems oh. 
I know what my problems are, but I'm not asking you for help. Well, now that you're here though, uninvited, I'm just gonna drink your energy because you're in my universe now. Gulp, gulp, gulp. It's like, yeah, I can't let there to help that person and felt fucking violated when I left there. Mm -hmm. Sorry about the word, but okay. I guess I can be bleeped out. Anyways, you can't help people that don't want help. Mm. And if you're in there to help them because you still feel like it, why have you judged them that way? And is that your ego going like, I want to be the savior of the day? I want the spotlight on me to show you what I can do for you. Here's some money. Here's the what I got to tell you what to do so you can be a better part of yourself. Who am I? as an equal human, to tell you what to do for you. Mm. Is my life perfect? Probably not, yet I'm gonna tell you how to live your life. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I feel like judgment is definitely one of the pillars of what we're currently built on as a, as a collective. <clears throat> sure. Like we're taught to do it in so many different contexts. So I guess, how do you break out of that? Because it's such a it's such a reflex at some point, so it's trained to be a reflex. But um, how do you make compassion a reflex rather than judgment? I was usually like an honor code, so it's like I don't judge somebody. So I don't judge you. I love you unconditionally. Mm. Your life, everything's in there for you to identify and work out for you. Mm. My life, the same. Guidance for each other, cool. What's working for me? Want to try this? Want to try this? No. Cool. Works for me. Mm. Mm, don't want to try it. Done. Mm. I think it's also discerning between what they feel like within you as well, because I think judgment feels quite heavy. Whether or not you're doing it or receiving it, it doesn't feel like a nice thing to hold. So I think discerning between the difference between judging somebody, you're not in unity consciousness. Mm. They're different from you. You don't like their vibration or what they're doing. Mm. And with judgment, you're telling them what you think they should do mm. to be more like you. Mm. Ew. Mm. I don't want to be like anybody. I want to be unique. I want to maintain the Mac who I am. Mm. I'll listen to everybody, but I use my discernment mm. on what anybody is trying to help me with. And I'll use the breadcrumbs that make sense to me and I'll deny the rest. Mm. Unity consciousness. Yes, unity consciousness. Well, it's all about like a brotherhood to mankind, loving everybody unconditionally, helping people if you're asked to help. I mean, that's unity. Mm. Mm. Judgment, that doesn't usually invite unity. Mm. That's now a polarization. Playing a victim, that's not unity. What do you want to unify with other victims? No. Pity party. Yuck. Right? You want to be as powerful as everybody else. Responsible for yourself. Not have somebody else be responsible for you. You lived that part when you were one and two years old. Where did that get you? fight to be free afterwards and then when you're free you're like you're wishing you were back then mm. 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 well it's pretty much I'll call it an illusion 
it's hard to grasp the whole concept of living in an illusion because for most people like that's just crazy thinking mm -hmm. but once you've reached a conscious level where you can be the observer and the interpreter and the puppet and the actor and the script writer and all these things well then you can see the whole thing is an illusion because you're the master of writing the script of the day you're going to perform because you're with free will and you can go wherever you want mm. in that understanding how do you take someone that believes that life is an illusion and therefore your actions and consequences don't matter into a understanding of the importance of positive change and positive outcomes in their life. Well, that's like a lot to... It is. It's a big one. ...put in there. It is. Kind of left me lost, actually. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I mean, that gave me too much information, and to deal with it all is like all over the place. It is. You just live your life. You need this body to live a life. Mm. All right? But all of you, all your conscious self, is not in this body. Mm. The body's needed to interpret energy. Mm. To find who you truly are. And the more you vibrate higher, the more closer you become to a higher part of yourself. So let's say your soul is near the top. I don't know where a soul is, but it's definitely above me or in me, or I don't know how it works that way either. But as I vibrate higher, I become a different person. Mm. I'm more responsible about everything that I do. And it just comes naturally that way. Because if you live under the weight of somebody else, you're a slave. Mm. Mm. If you're living under the mastery of yourself, powerful right? doesn't mean that you just go and do everything that you want there are still on this reality laws so if you break those laws yes you get punished even if the laws don't make sense you get fined or put in jail for ridiculous things I'm pretty sure that in the higher consciousness these laws start becoming less useful or they are no longer there Mm, mm. Because if everybody just becomes responsible for themselves, why would you need a law if we're all in a unity consciousness and all finding our way how to be a best unit together or one? You won't need a law because you won't be in there stealing anybody from anybody because that won't feel good and you won't want to do it. That's mm -hmm. what the 3D reality taught us. Mm -hmm. Not just because someone told you doesn't, you're not going to feel good or you're going to go to jail for it. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel sick. Mm -hmm. So once you're on that path, you'll find the gem in you, honorable part, that won't do these things. But as a human being, you still make some mistakes. Not punishable by time in jail mm -hmm. or a fine yeah it's gonna be your heart is gonna puke its guts out when you make a mistake and you'll only want to apologize for it mm. you'll know when you made one your heart just goes ew and I just feel sick oh I wish <laughs> I didn't do that I'm sorry 
Yeah. Whoa, mistake. Ugh. Now the people I've done that with, they immediately are like, it's okay, man. Because they are feeling you already that you're in your truth. Mm. They'll forgive you right away. Mm. That's part of unity consciousness. Forgiveness still happens. You're still human. You're not God yet. Who says God's perfect? Mm. Mm. I think that there's also a lot of room for principles like forgiveness or honor to underpin, I guess, a basic structure. Because I think a lot of people might struggle to believe that each person can be individually responsible for themselves, considering how the current world looks at the moment. Um, so I guess I think it could be useful to have like almost like a charter of understandings that we agree to as human beings to honor each other or to express forgiveness in those situations or I think that's listening to your heart yeah not scribbles in a book not mandated by a government <laughs> not told you by your best friend or even your parents mm. it's your heart yeah. If you ask the right questions in there, you always get the right answers. Mm. Mm. When you lost your understanding of what this part of you is, and then we went to, I don't know, governments to make these decisions, we lost ourselves. We lost our humanity. We lost our soul that this person is in charge of me. Mm. I think at first it was done beautifully or intelligently. Nowadays, how many laws are there? Mm. I mean, you basically can't do anything without breaking the law. Mm. So I think they've gone overboard. I don't think by intent, or maybe there is an intent to it, an underlying control factor that we've all lived under or been misguided by. I don't want to get into that because that would be me not knowing and projecting. <laughs> Uh, I, I appreciate that. No, I, I think it's also important though to see how sometimes things might be good but we need to also dip into the other contrast in order to appreciate the return back to something better than sure. what was good before. That's um, why I think a lot of the shifts these days is are you have to be in your observer standpoint of mind mm. to slow things down. Mm. <clears throat> Because not everything is judged to be judged by the color of the book or the pages that are written by. Mm. Right? There's a lot of stuff, a lot of pages, a lot of colors. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Life's become complicated. Mm. Only because life is somewhat easier than we've ever had in our life past lives. Mm. I mean, past lives, you were like waking up in the morning, hunting for food, watching your children, making sure nobody stole from you. There were no banks, there were no law, there was no people taking care of you. Yeah. You didn't get food, you died. Yeah. You didn't have a shelter, you were frozen to death. Mm. Animals would eat you. You yeah. know, so like 500 years ago, different game. Yeah. Today you have governments giving you money to do nothing. I'm not saying that everybody that's got money coming through the doors aren't needing it or, or should have it. But hey, you know, anybody can like do nothing and actually do it. Mm. Mm. Right? Yeah, I and think then you have that, that, whole, that whole part just changes into like all kinds of judgments. The people that are working, oh, look at those people doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And the people that are doing nothing because they're sick or they've got emotional problems and so on are all looking at the other side as assholes. Mm -hmm. Right? 
But that's just another bunch of diversity, not unity consciousness. Because who taught us all these scenarios, mm -hmm. if not Hollywood? True. Hollywood, internet, social media, gangs of people judging everybody to be right and wrong. They said something wrong, annihilate. Mm. You know, they said the wrong thing, annihilate. Mm. Ugh. Can't even be in your truth today because everybody will oppose it. Mm. So you're not allowed to be in your truth, apparently, for most people. Go put out there, hi, I'm in my truth. Oh, you're a narcissist right away, or you're an asshole, or what kind of truth? When you open your mouth, they're looking at you to say one wrong word. Mm. Mm. One wrong word. Punished. <laughs> One wrong word. Punished. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't talk about anything. Say the wrong words. Identify a problem that now encroaches on somebody out there that's identified that you've singled me out to be the problem. It's just a game of horse and buggy and being whipped around and running away and moving forward and challenging authority or running away from authority. We're in a timeline here where it's a pretty messy situation. Mm. Well, I actually feel like it speaks to our inability to actually have a conversation with one another that is connecting and that grants that one person might not know everything based on the strata of rules that's been presented in this time-space dimension. So, I don't know, I think there's a lot of nuance to the discussion as well because I think there are instances where people perhaps do abuse their platform on these places like social media and things like that but I also yeah I think it's it's fundamentally an issue where we can't even talk to our family members at the moment let alone strangers on the internet without I agree ripping into each other so it's like if you've got that party that wants to share information mm. well you might see the right things for some people to calm down and relax mm. Getting out there with a sign and being reactive, I'm not saying won't make a difference, but does it? Mm. If it's all about energy, and I truly believe it's that way, then put your energy toward the arena of the best game in the world. Mm. Your arena. Don't worry about how it vibrates or becomes the arena that everybody plays in. Yeah. That's not your job. Yeah. Do you got it? Yeah. So you speak your truth, you live in your truth, and you create a universe without playing the victim mm. with an empowering flow of energy. And the truth will always enter the arena. Yeah. yeah. Get enough people in that truth, it's a filled arena. Mm. All looking with the same vision. Mm. Mm. journey 
Um, I know I'm going to meet some really incredible people and have some really incredible conversations. So it'll be an honor to have you on that journey with me and to share these integrations with you as well. Thank you.